0: Josh Henske, find him on Twitter, at Josh Hensky. Josh, my man, how are you? How's life? How are things, partner? I'm doing great. How are you? Long time, no talk. I know it almost feels like football season. That's a look, man. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is how you know you're reaching the dog days of summers when you've got to come up with college football topics in the middle of June. Because, look, what else is going on? Nothing, nothing's happening right now. We got uh, Rangers and Tigers a little bit later, you know, in the series. So, outside of that, that's about all, my friend. So, it is great to have you on because I'm very interested. In this new NIL venture that Jim Harbaugh has happening, and I don't really know exactly, like how does this differ from the quote-unquote collective that Michigan already has in place?
1: Well, it's not exactly even a collective. Um, this is kind of a this is a football run, a football program run program uh, essentially. It's kind of a uh, it's it's a it's. it's it's multifaceted, you know, it's got multiple arms to this thing. Um, you know, it's a, not only is it a, uh, you know, student enrichment program, but it also offers internships for the players in the program, uh, financial literacy, and, um, you know, a few other things. So it's not necessarily, it's it's not a program where, it's, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to pay you money to participate. It's kind of a, um you know an opportunity for the players inside the program to get opportunities whether it's internships in various you know fields of of, of you know whether it's finance or, or whatever um you know so there's kind of multiple arms to this thing that you know it's 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 unique you know and i think it's a smart move especially the financial literacy part of it you know because this nil thing is a big deal and you know, some of these some of these uh, college players don't realize that you have to pay taxes on this NIL money that you're, you know, that you're making. So it's kind of a a uh, good educational as well as an enrichment standpoint. Um, you know, it's good for good for these players, and it's something that Jim Harbaugh has been, you know, trumpeting and really wanting this to get over the finish line for quite some time. So um, you know, this is, this has been something that he's been really wanting to get done, and you know, you can tell that. He's excited about it, you know, and with him going to all these meetings and and discussing the program openly, you know, it's you know only going to be good, you know, positives for the program.
0: So I was in in a little bit of reading that I was doing here. The NIL Collective is being called Hail Impact. It's an it's an NPO. That was created by a UM graduate who reached out to the head coach, uh, Jim Harbaugh, one day and got a meeting with him. And the next thing you know, boom, this thing is kind of up and running. He landed a job for the 2022 season. And as the season ended, he immediately got to work on this collective with his business partner, Andy Johnson. So from what I've kind of read about, the short-term impact uh, or goal for Hale Impact is to raise $5 million to provide stipends up to 40000 for players on the team. They'll be paid to do 24 hours of community service as well as educational seminars related to branding, financial literacy, and tax planning. And I think that this is interesting because when NIL, you know, Jim Harbaugh was a big proponent of like the free transfer model of, you know, guys being able to, you know, change horses uh, midway through their ride of college athletics. He was also a proponent of nil in players being able Mm -hmm. to profit off of their name image and likeness but his big sticking point was transformational not transactional so does like how do you think that with what he had in mind for nil and what that means at michigan uh at least to him and his vision of it how do you think that this maybe, i don't know is different from what other nil programs have going on across the country
1: yeah, so the one inside the football program is called M Power. That's the that's the one that the pro, the football program, he's the one that's behind is the creation and um and, and things like that. The the Hail uh the, the Hail one is a uh actual collective. That is a collective. Um that is not associated with the football program directly, you know, obviously works with the players. So when you're talking more about a, a, a transactional experience, the, the Empower one is probably more of a, tra- or a transformational one, not transactional, and the Hail Impact Collective is more of a transactional experience. However, it does have that transformational element because, you know, there a lot of nonprofits are working with this group and, um, you know, they'll, they'll be having experiences where they'll have to write, you know, two-page or multiple-page multiple, multiple page essays about their experience and things like that. So there's little bits and pieces where, you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds. But, you know, the Hale Impact side of thing and, and you know, also, you know, groups like Valiant as well has done a really good job with the NIL standpoint. But that is more... Transactional, where I would say you know the empower stuff that's working inside the football program is more transformational. So I think you know the football program is getting you know the, the best of both worlds here in terms of you know wanting Jim Harbaugh's wishes as being transformational and not transactional. And you know obviously they're they're not going to you know they've, they've been pretty openly saying they're not going to play you know the game of you know buying recruits straight up and. And what some other programs have allegedly done too. So, um, yeah, it's it's, it's a, I think it, there's a there's a healthy mix there. Um, but the one inside the program, the empire one, is, is definitely something under Jim Harbaugh's vision that's that's certainly more transformational than trans- transactional for sure.
0: See, that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. It sounds so confusing. This is, I, I don't even know what the difference between a collective, uh, the hail impact, empower, dot valiant. I don't know what the hell's going on here, to be honest with you, Josh. I'm just trying along for the ride. I'm watching all this, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I got to call somebody somebody that does. That's why I called you. I said, Josh, explain this to me. So would, would you say that empower then... Is because that's football-related, what they bring in is specifically for football, whereas Hale Impact, okay, there's your other 30 varsity sports that we have. Uh, maybe some goes to football. I don't know, but they need to even have any go to football if football's got their own thing going on. Is that, does that sound about right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that Empower thing has mainly been the football program. I don't know for sure if that's going to extend into other programs in the university, but I know that that was... A, a football thing. But, you know, the collectives like Hale Impact and Valiant have done a really good job, especially Valiant, too. You know, they deserve um, a lot of credit for what they've done. I mean, they've, they've done a really good job of getting other programs in, you know, men and women's sports in there as well. Um, so, yeah, I think the main the main thing from Yam Power is that, you know, this is their opening up opportunities to get on-the-job experience, learning about, you know, how the taxes work with the NIL payouts. I mean, they're obviously not going to pay people. The money is not going to come from them. It's going to come from the people that they partner with. And that's what Jim Harbaugh has been doing when he's been going on these speeches around, you know, the major cities like Chicago and New York, is kind of trying to find people to help with this program and to no, you know, not essentially uh, uh, sponsor people, give opportunities for these players to get, you know, on-the-job experiences with internships or, or what have you. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, as as from what I understand right now, is that it's just mainly a football thing, so I don't know if it's going to spread to other sports. I think it should, personally, but I don't know if it's going to be under that Empower name or what, but... Uh, I, I certainly think all the other program athletic programs in um, at Michigan could benefit from, from something like that for sure.
0: You know, and Josh, this is one of the big things when NIL was coming out. My biggest fear was sometimes you got to save people from themselves, right? And it's you know we we see we're, we're, we watch this happen with John Morant, we watch this happen with Zion Williamson uh, recently, right? And it's like you give a young person a whole bunch of money i know that at 25 i was better off at life than i was at 18 and at 30 i was better than i was at 25 uh at my age now i don't know if i'm better than i was at 30 sometimes i doubt that a little bit but you know what i'm saying you got more life experience you know more you're just as smarter you're more mature it takes some time and i thought that you know if you if you're just giving these kids a duffel bag full of cash what do you think is going to happen? Like, where is the guidance in the root of this? And what I really like about one of uh, one of Empower's key players here quote If you're just giving these kids money without the skill set and the wherewithal to management, you're just you're really going to hurt a lot of young men. I thought that was a very powerful quote because that's exactly what I've been saying the whole time. That's from I hope I say his name right. Is it John Roche? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from yeah from Michigan's Empower program. He was the one uh, with that quote, and it's like, look, like that. That makes total sense. That's exactly what this, uh, hopefully, this program seems to be providing. So we've got the NIL, Harbaugh's all in on it. I think that's good from a recruiting standpoint. Where do we stand from a recruiting standpoint, Mr. Henschke? Let's get to on the field business now because if you're not any good on the field, it doesn't matter how many dollars you got coming in. We got to be good. We got to go win another Big Ten championship. We got to win a game in the college football playoff. I got a lot of goals this year, and I'm not going to contribute to any of them except for maybe throwing a t shirt to a lucky fan in the stand. But. You go. You got Charles Woodson helping out, trying to recruit a key target here. What can you tell us about where Michigan is at right now in the recruiting phase?
1: I mean, they're in a they're in a really good spot. I mean, they're they're a top three program in the country now in in you know the the recruiting rankings. Uh, they should get a good a couple of good pieces of good news this week. More. Uh, more additions to the class later on this week. And obviously there's more to come. And, and, um, you know, I think it's hard not to to love where Michigan is at right now from a program health standpoint. You know, I think you're talking about one of the more successful recruiting runs this program has been on arguably ever. You know, you you look at the landscape this time last year, and and you're talking about a complete night and day difference. I mean, Michigan has probably got – well, 75% of their class already full, um, you know, with, with 20, what, 23 commitments right now. They were not even half full. And, obviously, and they and they, and they finished strong, too, and there's another opportunity where they could finish strong. But, you know, you're looking at a, a scenario where they're going to head into the season with their recruiting class, basically. Full, which is unheard of, um, you know, from, from Michigan's standpoint. So, uh, you know, they've had a really strong summer, really a lot of good momentum. Uh, and, and obviously winning has a lot to do with that. You know, you, you're coming off two college football playoff appearances, you should be recruiting at a high level. So, you know, the winning and, and the overall health and culture of the, of the program has re- resonated with a lot of top-tier recruits, and, you know, they have a chance to you know, only get better from here. And, um, you know, it's going to be an uh, interesting, an interesting season too, because, you know, they're an opportunity where, you know, most of these games that they were utilizing for big recruiting weekends, now they can kind of put resources elsewhere and even dip into the 2025 recruiting class. Now that they've got all these guys locked up and who have already taken official visits. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall it's, it's a very, uh, healthy program right now and, you know, the 2025 class is trending to be, you know, even as good or better. Yeah. Hard not to love where, where Michigan is right now. They've had a, they've been pretty fortunate to have some, you know, the good news compared to relatively bad news. So, um, you know, we'll see if that train keeps rolling into the season, but again, I mean, you know, the, 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 the the role that they're on right now is, is unprecedented for, you know, as far as Michigan standpoint goes.
0: Josh, when we we think about the guys coming in, of course we get very hyped up about guys, and some guys come and some guys go, and you know they they you know it's, it's just it's difficult. We're in a very strange space in in college uh, football where the transfer portal is like musical chairs, and I have to I have to wonder here from your perspective, was there anybody who left and entered the transfer portal and left Michigan that you were really surprised by?
1: Um. <laughs> Not really. I think again, Michigan has done such a good job of keeping, keeping guys. You know, the the all the guys that returned from last year kind of you know really uh, spoke a lot to where you know the overall health of the program and the culture. And I guess like a guy like R.J. Moten probably hurt them a little bit. You know, obviously you've got Rod Moore, who's a stalwart on defense, who's going to have a Fantastic year and you got Makari Page, who really took time away from RJ Moten. But you know the depth behind them at that safety is, is a little. Um, again, it's, it's it's very much like the cornerbacks. You know, there's a lot of talent there, but a lot of youth that have not seen the field. So um, anytime you lose a, a a veteran like like Moten, it hurts a little bit. You know, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that was a catastrophic loss for this defense. But um, you know, again that hurts, but you know Michigan's been really fortunate to not lose a whole lot through the portal and, and keep this team relatively intact. Meanwhile, bolstering a lot of positions where you know you could say that they were a little thin, especially at linebacker with with guys like Ernest Hausman, who should be a day one starter for them on defense. So um, again, yeah, it just goes to the overall health of this program is at a really high level right now and it's showing in a lot of different ways
0: so i was just overreacting and panicking a little bit uh when andre anthony entered the uh entered the portal and enrolled at ou and rj moten enrolled at florida and aj Henning, uh you know committed to northwestern and nakai hill green headed to charlotte i was just over i'm overreacting i don't need to panic is what you're telling me well, I mean, whether you overreact is,
1: is is totally up to you, but, you know, I think, you know, you can list off those guys and, and you can kind of, you know, uh, list off replacements where, you know, they, they would likely be fine. You know, a guy like Andrew Anthony hurts uh, depth-wise. Again, a, a little bit of experience. Didn't really see much of the field, you know, last uh, towards after that Michigan State game where he, at his coming out party, but um, you know, again, Michigan has depth there, but a lot of it is young, and a lot of it is inexperienced. So um, we'll we'll see ultimately whether those losses will will, will hurt long term. But you know, for every loss, there's either one or two guys that you can kind of point to and say, hey, you know, this guy could likely step up and you know fill the fill the exact same role. So. Um, yeah, I mean, what, how, how you view those losses is, is really, you know, up to you. But, you know, once when you take a look at the at the depth chart and what's still there um, and what is returned, I mean, there's there's a lot to like there.
0: That's beautiful news. I'm not going to overreact because you told me not to, and that's the way I'm going to look at it, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Josh. Hey, man, as always, Josh Hensky. Find him on Twitter, at Josh Henschke. Sign up right now. Get in on all the rivals action uh, with Josh. Uh, Michigan Rivals. Uh, Josh, my friend, thank you so much for your time today, partner. Man, we greatly appreciate it.
1: Hey, if any time, man.